one overrated team. <laughs> talk about Georgia. That's green and gold. Hey, welcome to the Floor You Podcast. I'm Paul Pleshek, joined as always by Sonny Callahan. Sonny, how are you doing? Hello, hello. How is everyone? Doing well today. We're going to try this again because we tried to do a, a podcast with uh, Corey Dickerson. How are you doing, Corey? Doing good, man. How are you guys? Can't complain. Good to see you, my friend. <laughs> It's always good seeing the bearded one. <laughs> Which one? Me or Paul? <laughs> no, my hair's on my head where it belongs. Uh, mine isn't uh. on my head. Okay. <laughs> Continuing our long line of bald bald broadcasts here. As, as it seems like all but maybe one or two. Well, Sim's got hair yet, huh? Sim's got hair. He's the only one so far, right? <laughs> so far you might know uh cory cory was uh for for a long time was with tools for floors he he got stolen away from them by another great company <laughs> wolf tools how long have you been with wolf tools now uh, i've been there since july of um last year july of 18 so so you it's basically been about, it's been about 18 months about 16 months. The place by now right uh sure <laughs> no, they've they've got a group of people there who are just amazing, which was one of the reasons why I decided to make the jump over there. They've got an outstanding support team. Um leadership group is pretty pretty stellar. I mean, we just had a we just had our uh national sales meeting last week and it was amazing. Very to nice. be with so so many people with so many I think they said it was over fifteen hundred years of experience was in the room. Um, it was it was phenomenal. Wow. And where was that? Uh, we were in Denver. Denver? Yeah. Nice. Is that where your main office is going? Yeah, that's where our U.S. office. So we are Utsi Nuts North America, and that's where our, our corporate office is. Now, we do have a facility in Dover um, that that's on our Utsi side, and then right. our, our, our Pullman and Wolf, are, all, all three of them are headquartered out of Denver. Okay. And you got a big training facility there we can use, don't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on out. I just have to talk to some people. You know, I got to have my people talk to your people. You know. <laughs> oh, very nice. Always looking for that. Did you see how I slid oh, that yeah. in? Sunday? That's pretty. I see how you did that. That's pretty uh, discreet there, wasn't it? Nobody noticed. <laughs> I see what piece. you did there. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to start out today. We've had a, uh, we've been working on something for, for quite a while, actually probably a little over a year because we started looking into it at our last uh, flooring essentials event, resilient essentials. And we made the announcement. We've got everything put together for our heat weld class, February 17th, 18th and 19th of 2020 at the Arctic's facility in Aliquippa, outside of Pittsburgh. Yep. Um, main instructors? That's going to be Mike Pigeon from Ropey and uh, Daniel Gonzalez from Preferred Flooring. Mm -hmm. And uh, still looking for one more manufacturer to get involved. Um, uh, the one guy who's going to do it is going to be out of the country. So we're still looking for one more. But uh, a three-day course, get a certification and flash cove and heat weld uh, for $300 for $295. I mean, come on. it's uh, We're really excited about it. Absolutely going to host it again throughout the year five, six, or seven more times. But the trick with that is, is the more we hold it, the, the, the more it's going to cost. <laughs> so get in it as soon as you can. <laughs> I, think, I think one of the things I'm most excited about with this class and the way the class is is set up is that uh it's going to be a hands-on class yeah this isn't going to be a class that is just strictly academic we're talking about having platforms out and getting on your knees and doing the work when you walk out you're going to have as high a level of comfort as possible on how to do these things and you'll haven't done it before this is this yeah. is going to be unlike any other class we've done 
Yeah, definitely. It's definitely going to be you know a small bit of, of book work, but most of it's going to be hands on. We have test pods where you're going to be ha- you have to physically perform the the flash code, physically per- perform the heat welds. Um, looking forward to it. It's going to be a great great few days. Having having pigeon on board is is amazing. Then then uh, you've got a guy like Daniel out of Grand Rapids. They're, his crew is pretty tight. I like those yeah. guys. Those those guys are pretty much they're on it. Yeah, Mike, Mike Pigeon. We call him Puppy. So whenever you see him, just call him Puppy, because we told him he's cute. We, he's as cute as a puppy. So that's how it came up. He's, he's but, another uh, bearded one. <laughs> he is another bearded one. But uh, when we did it at the Resilient Essentials class, it was just going to be, you know, an eight-hour course, just kind of, just kind of casual. What do you do? The do's and don'ts, and it turned into this intense hands-on uh, just was so in-depth and detailed people were loving it man we, we stayed late and we got a quarter of the things done so he is just remarkable so i'm glad and he one, could be a part of it one of the things we've talked about a lot with this is that there are companies that are hiring people just to come in they'll install the floor and you just have to go in and do the heat welding i mean this is yep. a lot less more labor intensive than your average a lot less more I did it. I did it. I had company. That was was pretty (laughs) A lot less more than not so much of the. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe, definitely. (laughs) I I, I did that in in the St. Louis area with a couple guys. They installed the gyms and they were like, man, you know someone who can heat weld? And I was like, "Uh, uh, sure. I got me an auto welder and uh, said, let's do it. (laughs) And went and did it. There you go. Went and did it. It's good. Well, and I think that that's something we're going to try hard to get there is at least for demonstration purposes is some of those, um, the auto welders, the one, the machines that pretty much just set it in place yeah. and let it go. You know where we get any go. of those kind of machines? Up. I wonder if anybody we know has any that could possibly uh, work with us on. I don't, I don't know. There's a, there's a guy with Wolf who has a customer out there <laughs> in the Aliquip area. America Floor Floor Supplies. I think they have something like that. It'll be green. It'll say Wolf on it. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that works for me. <laughs> and another subtle hint picked up by Corey. All right, <laughs> you guys just lay them down. I'll pick them up. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, but I think it, a part of it too is the idea of the performance testing. And I think that that's a really big deal for this type of class because to be able to go out and say that not only have you gotten certified, but in order to be certified, you've had to do it up to the standard that the instructors require. Mm -hmm. And and I think that while with a lot of things, uh, academic, you know, multiple guest question tests will show you that you have a basic understanding of it. To have a performance test means that you have shown that you are able to perform that task. Right. Well, I've, well, I've the... seen guys do it, and I've I've, I've been on with, with several guys who have done a lot of welding, and I've worked with a lot of the old school guys when they were doing some some, some heat welding. And then I went out with Dick Dick Smith, who used to be with Tarkhead, who's, who's retired, and, man, he really explained it to me, like, as clear as you can possibly. I mean, it was crystal clear. And I was like, wow, blown, blown away because he, he told me, Corey, the weld is awesome. One of the most important things is the uh, groove that you're making. You've got to make the groove proper. If the groove isn't proper, that's where most of our failures happen because the guys don't know how to properly groove both sides of the, of the sheet to create that and then to come back and create that infusion with the weld for both, C, for both sides and then the weld coming in to infuse that together. You've got to have the proper groove. And he goes, that's where a lot of their, their failures have happened. Yep. Absolutely. Technique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I you have to groove him. I'm sorry he retired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did. You do have to groove them because usually when I look at them, they're just butted side by side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if you're going to look at it, there's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but, so. yeah, we've, uh, we've definitely uh, – you know, Sonny, really, but th- this class, I'm excited about it. I think it's something that is, there. it's a niche in the market that is is needed. And it's something that really is going to give someone an added 
service. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you've already got your customers and coming from the, uh, again, the, the carpet maintenance side of it way back in the day, you were always looking for services that you could add on to, to sell to the customers you already have. Instead of going out and finding new customers and finding new people to hire you, this is something that specifically you can now add in that they will consider you for larger jobs. In your portfolio that not everybody can do. So no, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited about it. So it's going to change the face of, of how we do training around an AFCT, so I'm really excited. February seventeenth, so, eighteenth, and nineteenth. Uh, you yeah. can register at nafc.com. Nafct.com. Uh, yep. Not yeah. what I said. No. Forgot a T, bro. You forgot the T, man. You forgot the T. <laughs> Might have just slurred it together. <laughs> you guys assume this is water in here. T. Was it? See, was it forgot the T. See, he's got T. <laughs> sweet T yeah. all day, every day. <laughs> nafct.com you can register uh we don't have the pay button up yet but i'll either send you an invoice or we'll try to get that up paypal went through and changed all their html i used to be able to do it and i could just change the button put it on the website move on and then they changed it and i haven't figured it out uh, so. no worries we'll get it get signed up and we'll figure that part out that's a that's the easy part so yeah be a hacker not a packer <laughs> that's not how that goes Corey. it goes oh, be anything be anything else just don't be a packer <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> wow None i mean sunny i mean Corey lives in st louis i mean he'd be a fan of their football team but oh yeah they don't have one <laughs> I, I i was a fan of their team because i got a home game every year the niners will come in <laughs> yeah <laughs> You got one. I got one. And <laughs> see how that went last night. I was not happy. So I gotta send you a picture that I saw today of the Niners fans getting ready for their game. Don't they're, do that. Uh, they were working on their eye that's, shadow. That's gonna Let's be an eyeshadow. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> You're barking. <laughs> well Don't at least San Francisco. <laughs> San Francisco has crap everywhere else. At least there isn't on their in on their football field right now. Oh no, we're good. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. We're good. Uh, <laughs> Don't come right, Corey, at all my Green Bay Packers. Right? Tell us a little about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I think Georgia won again this weekend. Uh, 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 no, well, <laughs> well, guys, it's been. Um, it's been a fun um, twenty plus years for me in the um, building industry, so it's been it's, it's been a good run. <laughs> We're not done yet. We're gonna keep yeah. this thing going. <laughs> so tell I'm, everybody how'd you get to where you are. Tell us how you got into this specifically. Into this is the where we got cut off last time. Yeah, I'll I'll condense it because I'm pretty sure those who heard it are like we don't want to hear this crap again. Um, but uh, <laughs> that was just us. We didn't put the other of the twenty minutes out. So. Awesome. So, yeah, we didn't put it up. <laughs> I, I um, I, I spent a um, quite a bit of time working with a company that bought my dad's company out, and that was that was kind of fun. They were into um, concrete forms and pouring concrete, um, blasting, and um, also scaffolding. And I um, worked in their concrete form department for a while, and then my dad. Because my dad was like, are you going to school? And I was like, well, no, I don't want to. Well, come work with us for a summer. And that changed me for the next year. <laughs> so I decided to, you know what? I probably need to just go to school because getting dirty isn't part of my repertoire. <laughs> <laughs> Physical labor isn't part of what I want to do. Repertoire pretty much shows you don't want to get dirty. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay. <laughs> and we've narrowed that down. <laughs> but uh it, it was a uh, quite it was quite a bit of experience there and then um i actually uh, started remodeling homes on my own when i left there so i started in my own company when i was like 22 years old 21 22 years old went to school for accounting and business management graphic arts and design and some um mechanical drafting so i was kind of a goofy kid arts and mathematics just kind of like across the board but who knows uh, so at about 20, right there, huh? uh, yeah, 
So about 21, 22, I started my own business, remodeling homes, doing blueprints and all that by myself, hanging drywall. I got dirty. <laughs> Didn't like it. <laughs> Didn't like it. Um, but I hired crews. Um, that lasted for a while. And then I decided to get back into um, a business where I was not the owner or operator and not trying to make sure all my finances and taxes are paid because government will come and kill you if you don't pay your taxes. So I went in and worked for a company in the, in the dis- distribution business. This is crazy because it was in a medical field, but my operation side had me working with the operations manager. And then I worked with him for about eight years de- developing and how to run branches and became an inventory specialist for 46 locations. Um, and then I said, you know what, I'm, I'm done with this. I, I need to get back into the construction line because that's what I like doing. I like the home building. I like, I actually like using my hands a little bit more, not getting dirty, but at least using my hands. Um, but when, when I was using them like this, Hey, come here, guys. Hey, I'll write this for you. Here you go. Pay that off. Um, but when I was doing the, when I had my own company, when I was remodeling homes, this one, I did a little flooring for about four or five years, did, did some training, got a little bit of certification, but I wasn't deep as some of the, the experts who I, who I work with now. Um, then after the, after the company I was with for eight years, I decided to look up a little company, um, EJ Wildshot in St. Louis, Missouri, and started with those guys. <laughs> started working with those guys and um, worked, worked for Mr. Uh, Mike, Mike Welch, which was ph- phenomenal to learn mm-hmm. some, some things about the flooring industry. Good people. He and, um, excuse yeah. me? Yeah, I said he is good people. He's, Mike good, he's really, a really good dude. Uh, to to work beside uh, to work under a guy with such information and such knowledge as him and uh, Keith Rome, those two had so much information and so much knowledge that I learned so much from those guys on the flooring aspect and in the flooring business and how to treat those in the flooring industry, how to treat our installers, how to treat our different organizations, how to make sure that we're always giving back to keep the industry growing was just huge for me. Uh, and that's why, I mean, Paul called me out, I think about four or five years ago, uh, we met up in um, Dalton and I was like, yeah, I'll come out because it's not going to be big. It's like, dude, it's an organization. Let's go do it. I don't care. I'll come out. Yep. I'll ship some stuff out and we'll, we'll do it, brother. It's all about giving back to the, the industry and keeping the industry growing. Um, while, while at Welch uh, came in as a customer service immediately went to purchasing inventory inventory control specialists and then branch operations. Um, Within the first year, Mike Welch wanted me to join his nephew with a small little company, toolsforflooring.com. And we actually um, got together. We put our brains together and came up with a plan and presented it to Mike. And Mike said, let's just do it. And from there, we, um, we were shipping into about our first year. We shipped into six or seven states. When I left last year, we had we had jumped into our 86th country shipping into. So wow. it, it kind of grew. Um, it was rapid yeah. growth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you talk about filling a niche, filling a void there. That was uh, that came along at the right time. I know a lot of people who use that. So yeah, it was it was instrumental um, because we, we we had to think of what is the new. Um, age of installers what is the new millennial group doing the the installers because believe it or not we do have millennials who are installing floors i know that seems kind of crazy but yeah they do and they're pretty successful and they're they're growing um and and i get out and i talk with these guys like well you know sometimes i'm at a ball game and i I forget to order something i can go right on my cell phone and order now it's like Mm -hmm. oh yeah that's right yep (laughs) You can do that now, <laughs> and it'd be so there it was, quick. <laughs> yeah, so it was things like that that helped that that helped that whole that whole process grow. And after fourteen years there, you, you know, I had done the operation side. I've done a lot of different things, um, in, in, inventory control, safety specialist, um, the whole thing. And I decided, you know, it's something I I need to add something new to my repertoire. There you go again, saying this side. <laughs> If you can use, word of the day. You can, he's got a word of the day dictionary. Hey, whenever you can use repertoire, or if you can use cornucopia, 
you've got to use those words, man. <laughs> I mean, those are those are two words. Whenever you get an opportunity, you have to use them. You know what I mean? Hey, I've got a cornucopia of shoes in my closet. See what I did there? <laughs> Whenever you can use them, you have to. If you um, anti-disestablishmentarianism, <laughs> anti-disestablishmentarianism, I can do that one too. Whenever you want. <laughs> but I, I, I like I felt blue. It was, I, <laughs> red. Glow. Yeah, I got it. No, I, I, I um. I, I felt it was time for me to try something new. I, I hadn't tried the sales directly into sales yet. And I felt, you know, let's give it a whole push. And um, I had a couple of uh, vendors in mind, but um, Wolf Tools kind of stood out. I went over to Germany and visited their facility in, uh, in, in uh, Ilz, and Ilz, Ilsfield and just was blown away by how they operate how they build machines and the um the passion that they put into the machines the innovation they put into machines and that was i i visited many of manufacturers and many of locations tested their products and seen them and i just fell in love with it and the opportunity presented itself i went to mr welch and got his his blessings and um he was on board with it and we um we we made the move last last july and it was fun it's been fun well, there's a reason Germans have that stereotype of over-engineering products. It's because well, they over-engineer products. Yeah. <laughs> I, I look and at once they put it, their mind to something, there's almost nothing, sto no stopping them. Yeah. I, you know, I, I look at some of the tools of some of the machines, like our turbo stripper, I look at it and I'm going, you know, all that wasn't even needed, but okay. <laughs> it's great. I love Good for it. you. Exactly. <laughs> That's great. It's awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, they, they are phenomenal with, with, with innovation. I mean, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't ask for it. I couldn't ask for a better place to be right now. I mean, the, the whole team, the, the uh, Germans come, come over and they ask for ideas. What do we need? What's different? What do we want to do? I mean, they're always asking for ways to improve and, and to actually have something to offer to our installers. And that's, you know, that's for me is where it all boils down to is what what good can I bring to an installer that they don't have right now? Well, um, and everyone's that's got important. these items. That's important for you because the market in Europe is so drastically different than the market uh, oh, yeah. here in the United States. I mean, they're relying on you to know what they need because it's just yeah. so different over there. Yeah. It's, it's a whole lot different. It's just, um, and what's funny is that uh, they've got a lot of tools over there that we don't have in the States. And I look at them and go, Oh my God, I wish we could have that. And they go, well, <laughs> you're you, the power of the electricity you guys have running in the States. Don't allow you to have this. Man, I hate the U S I no. got an adapter. <laughs> yeah. Plug it into my phone. Oh no, it's, it's, um, <laughs> It's it's um it's a really cool company though, yeah. And and they allow you know they they are growing into the organizations, um they are growing into um the FCICA the CFI the NAFC T. See what T. I did there? I put the T <laughs> on the end. T. Um, and and we 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 want to work with more of the organizations so that we can um. Continue growing our our um, our our trade. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> um, I've worked with the um, now VP of Utsin, Brian Pruce. Um, I was with him last week, and he was ecstatic about growth in the organizations. So I, I'm sure Brian is going to be out. And you guys have met Brian. He's fun. He's a phenomenal dude. I mean, he's a, he's he's one of those guys that want to help the industry. So. We're 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 excited. Yeah, they're getting more involved with FCICA as well. So that's good. Mm -hmm. It's good to hear that. We need yeah. we need that support in our industry for sure. So I'm mm -hmm. trying to think. I met one of your uh, one of your guys at CFI, Dennis. What's Dennis's last name? Dennis Bergstrom. 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 Yeah. Bergstrom. Yes. Not yeah. the car dealership in in West Wisconsin. Okay, Paul. I'm gonna say Not that he... Bergstrom. <laughs> <laughs> You mean like the 50 car dealerships? Right, in the 50 car. <laughs> uh, yes, no, yeah. So Dennis is down in our Texas area, and he works with one of our major dis distributors out of the Texas area. Okay. Um, you know, Dennis's years of experience. Uh, he was with Roberts for years. Uh, we went down the list. I think he said he's been in industry 50 plus years. 
And I was wow. like, whoa. Wow. Yeah. One yeah, word he... for you, brother. Rest, man. Rest. <laughs> but he's a he's a he's a plethora of knowledge. Whoa, I got these words. Um yeah. <laughs> he has so much knowledge that you you ask him a question and you can get you get the answers. Now I do joke with him with his thick Chicago accent, but we have a great he's got so much knowledge, it's unreal. Oh, he's, and those he and are I... the guys for guys like me, when I ask him questions, I'm listening to learn from because you know, oh, this guy's this guy no more than what I've ever what I've ever known. He, he has to be smart though. You got it. Takes a lot to overcome a Chicago accent. I mean, yeah, you hear <laughs> that and it's like, eh. yeah, we were uh, we were booth neighbors, and it just seemed like we would always be standing in the middle of the aisle talking, and then someone would come to our booth, and we're like, ah, oh, hang on, Dennis, I got to go talk to somebody. I'd have to go over yeah. there. He'd have to go. What are you guys doing? <laughs> spent more time, our time talking to each other. <laughs> You guys are interrupting us. <laughs> now you were you had we had talked a little beforehand about uh, we, we want to kind of get into some tools from a technical standpoint, and you had talked a little bit. A lot of what's changed over the last couple of years was anything doing with concrete and do it to do with the new OSHA rules that came out. Yeah. Um, what do you have to help people handle that? What do you, I mean, from drilling to grinding to vacuums to. I was, so when I was with Welch, when I was with the di- distributor about four years ago, before, um, so let me see, I got something here. So in 2016 is when the rule became effective, June, June 23rd, to tell you the truth. But then it was postponed to September 23rd of um uh, well, actually, June 23rd, 2016 is when the rule became effective um, due to some obligations with commerce. It wasn't put into a ruling until June 23rd, 2017. Mm-hmm. And then it was pushed back to, 2000, to September of 2017. So right around um, 2000, when it was, first became a rule in 2016 is when I started getting a little bit more involved. The company that my dad worked for did a lot of concrete cutting. So I was kind of familiar with silica and all that thing back in the early 90s. Um, so what I did was I put together just um, being part of the safety team with Welch. I had to also instruct my our territory managers on how to sell vacs and what, what we're looking for. And when we're grinding or milling or drilling floors, concrete, these are the specifications that these guys are going to be required to have on jobs. Um, a lot of people get lost in just the the PPEs and the RPEs that are the personal protection equipment and the, and the respiratory protection equipment on jobs, and they fail to mention to they, they fail to realize the most important thing is having a competent person on the job site that can do um, pre and post a trained do, do, documentary. Yes, they got to have that person on site. That's number one. If you don't have that person. You can have the Hepavax. You can have everything you need. Right. It becomes Absolutely. irrelevant. It becomes irrelevant because the guys with OSHA, they're going to look at you and say, okay, how detailed is this person? And they see you've got folders and everything lined out. This is dated here. They're going to be the less likely to dig deep into that. They're going to look at yeah. you and go, okay, these guys get everything lined out in their paperwork. Now let's just, let's just go see how their guys are e- equipped now. Um, did you guys lose me? No, there we go. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, I, I, I've worked with the guys and explained it to them the 99.97% of um, fine particulate that needs to be removed from air. Um, we've worked with VAC systems. Um, I've explained to them um, how to make sure that because a lot of our guys are using hand, they were still using hand, hand grinders uh, to get close to the walls and all those to grind down humps because of the the RPM that are in the hand, hand grinders and the, um, the the grinding cup discs that you can use on them. Um, the thing that I try and point out to a lot of people that those hand grinders, while they may be effective on your job, they're not. Um, they are actually they are actually the reverse for your employee. Um, they're killing the guy's back, is making them down on their on their knees to stretch in their their torso out, which is causing so much pain on their, their lower and mid back. Um, it also comes into their, their hips and thighs. My wife's a personal trainer, so I know all these kind of things that works out there. Yeah. Um, Good thing so, he gave credit where credit was due. Yes, she's the one that teaches. <laughs> um, 
but and and not not to mention that these guys are now you know a foot maybe a foot and a half two feet from this dust coming up or even clouding or uh, ballooning or blossoming or whatever you want to call it this dust cloud coming up into this guy's face and you can wear an n95 dust rest respirator all day long the guys are still going to have it. it it's still right there that close so making the guys more educated on CFM, um, how much airflow is flowing, how much airflow suction from the vac is flowing through the hoses to help create or help remove the dust from the floor. Those have been, you know, I, I go in the guys, yeah, we're still using hand, hand grinders. Well, well, let me see your back. And they've got a shop back. And I look at it and go, well, that vac is about 75 CFM. And you got a guy with a night with a seven inch hand grinder. OSHA rules is 25 inch, 25 CFM per inch of that of that of the diameter. So you need a vac that's about 175 CFM. If you don't, your guys are not. You are not. You're, you are not, you're compliant, not in compliant. The job site. Yeah. So you know, I, I I've run circles. You know, I'm jumping through hoops trying to explain to guys this, and they a lot of guys look at me now that I'm with a manufacturer and go, Yeah, you want to buy your vac? And I'm like, No. <laughs> yes, I do. I would like <laughs> if you bought a wolf back. However, I would prefer for you to have our our future installers living until you know they're you know right. 70, 80 years years old, where they can provide us information like Dennis does now down to a, a to a younger generation. That's right. what I want. I want the guys to be able to live. I want them to be there for their grandkids. Well, That's I what think, I want. I think just that information and the fact that you're giving that information as a very factual data gives people the ability to compare apples to apples. So you're going out and you're looking. If you're looking for the vacuum that's going to fall within that requirement, you're giving them information or you're giving our listeners information that is related to here's what you're looking for. Yeah, come talk to Wolf Tools, see what they've got. But here's here's yeah. what's required by OSHA. Make sure that if you're looking at vacuums, you're comparing apples to apples and getting something that's of sufficient uh, power to keep that work site safe. To keep it compliant. Yeah. Well, and that's hey, the thing. Just, you just to keep you them mentioned compliant. it. Oh, go ahead, Corey. No, I, I was just saying just to keep them compliant. That's Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you mentioned it before that, you know, you could be the best trained person in the world, but if you don't have the documentation to back that up, you're going to open yourself up to some liabilities. And yeah. we preach this all the time at NAFCT that the tools that are required in your toolbox are not always hand tools. Sometimes it's forms, it's documents, it's certifications, it's yeah. information that you can have readily available. Oh, you want me to go over that old adhesive? Want me to go over that old black adhesive? Here's F710 to tell you why I can't. Can't. You can right. hand that right to the yep. GC and go, this is what this is why. This is what I'm going by. <clears> Same <throat> thing with the OSHA regulations. You've had that documentation. It would be a certification of your training or how you got to where you are. You save yourself a lot of headaches because if you got your poop in a group, like you said, they're not going to mess with you. They're going to move to the next guy because they know there's a lot of people who don't have it together. So seriously, so, so seriously, he's going with uh, cornucopia and you're going with poop in a group? That's right. That's, I'm from the South. That's how this is going today? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Poop in the cornucopia. <laughs> you got to go with what you got, man. Well, I did I did get a message from Ken Ballin saying that he enjoyed the, the one last week with Sim Chrysler. But he goes, but you guys sounded really funny. I go, what, was the microphone not working? He goes, no, your southern accent. I was like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> I've got a question for you guys. If I unplug my earbuds and use my computer mic, will we still be good? You should huh? be fine, yeah. Go, yeah, let's try that. go with it. We've let's done try it. that. Whoa, hey, up and close. Personal. Hello, I, personal I just used my headphones because on the first recording we ever did, we had a bit of an echo. So, or Do we have an echo now? No. No. All right. Good. It might just be on my end because I'm doing the recording. So, yeah. Well, it was, we were getting down to 3%, and I don't want to lose you guys. Yeah. Well, thank <laughs> you. One of the plugs that we're in these iPads, you know, you only have one plug, and that's it. But that, that's, that's, that was very important. That was, so that was Mike, Mike Walsh put me to task and said, well, then come up with something that you can easily put into a PowerPoint. Um, you're not a doctor. It's no. He goes. So what we'll do is we'll put together something that 
just explained the ruling. I read the, I went through the 700 pages and found. You're the, the guy. You're the one who read it. <laughs> right. The, you know, the paragraph and a half that pertained to flooring. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. that's well, what we're looking for. And, and it is because I went through it. Actually, I pretty much read the whole thing too. So, um, <laughs> hey. well, that's that was both Floor of us. Geek. <laughs> but uh, for for drilling, the the funny thing is, you go into a job and you drill for uh, RH tests, and you you you're in this huge commercial building normally, and you drill. You don't usually get the ASTM compliant tests for moisture. They usually do a sampling. And you go in and you drill those holes. Well, in order to determine if you don't qualify under that standard, you have to go in and use the equipment you're using and have a government guy who it's free, but have a government guy come in and measure the air quality where you drill 75 holes in a 15 by 15 room. And I'm thinking, I'm not even, I'm in a, I'm in a, you know, huge shopping center. I'm in a Coles or Dick's or something like that. And I'm going to drill six holes and I'm going to drill them down about inch and a half. <laughs> you know, how are we, are we comparing apples to apples compared to somebody that's grinding a floor flat? But, right. uh, you know, until you have that person come in and confirm that you're not putting too much into the air for that airspace, you have to comply with the standard. Yeah. Well, what's funny is there are um, extractors, um, DeWalt, uh, the guys at DeWalt have some things you can put on the end of your drill that will pull pull the um, pull pull the dust right right up. Um, who's that other one? Uh, there are several companies that have drill bits that have um, a um, where you can have the dust can come right right through the drill bit itself. Yeah, Hilti uh, Hilti has Hilti. one. Hilti. That's the one I was trying to think of. Yeah. I love it. It's amazing. Um, you have some of DeWalt's got a uh, a contraption you can put over a um, you put it over your hole you drill into it and the air is plugged in I and mean, your hose is plugged into it and it'll suck suck the um, the dust right from it. There's all these different kind of ways to do the drilling, um, but when it comes down to it. There, there's going to be something in the air, right? Right. There's a there's a tolerable amount. Though. And what's funny is that I, I was reading uh, an, an OSHA an OSHA re- release. I think it was about a month and a half ago, where air quality they're going to start having on site. You're going to have have to have air quality monitors. So the next thing is guys are going to have to have um, what do they call it? air air scribers. Uh. Yeah. Oh, so the cost of uh, doing business just went up again. Wow. It's going to do. I would look at it in about eighteen to twenty months. It's about two years out. So about eight to about eighteen to twenty months. Are people look- just going to leave that outside, or put it in a closed room? I. It's got to be something <laughs> to clear that air, man. There, that's going to be one of the ocean wow. rulings. They're going to look at your air meter and your, in your on your work site on your job site. Big so brother is big brother is watching. Yeah. Well, they don't the lawsuits, the health, I mean the lawsuits for them, it's more the health for me. Um I, I would rather a guy be be healthy, a gal be, be healthy. Yeah, but you can't legislate away stupidity. You, you I mean we over legislated and then it's just like, you know what? Why are we working now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's like what we talked about last week with the plasticizer. I mean, I, I'm, 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 I'm interested that that's uh, that's going to be involved in that type of regulation. Well, um, we're we're doing what we can. You guys, you know, you you implemented the dust collection systems and having them at ninety nine point nine seven percent. Guys, there are fil- filtration systems now that are at ninety nine point eight, ninety nine point nine nine percent. They're doing their jobs. Um, there's just it's it's just it it baffles me that I hear from some guys. Well, it hasn't hit my area yet, so I'm not worried about it. 
<laughs> what what, uh, what has cancer hasn't hit your area? <laughs> no, no cancer around you. That's good. You're immune. <laughs> I, I look around and go, what do you mean I haven't hit your area? Well, OSHA hasn't come to my area yet. It's just something to do. And I go, okay, well, I'm getting into my numbers geek mode. You know, there was a um, there was a company in, in Virginia that got hit for three hundred four thousand dollars. Atlanta too, five hundred thousand. I'm not sure if you can just get rid of that by going out of business either. I think that's a fine. No, yeah, I would think not. I would no, think not. I would think that you, if 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 you're working at a two percent bottom line gross, or I mean a bottom line profit, you've got to be bringing in a lot of cake to pay five hundred k. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a that, lot. That's that's no. I, I don't have that. <laughs> No, it would just uh, uh I mean, I yeah. pennies. I think that's about all some, I some of those some of those fines are set up for the uh, businesses as well, though I believe because they have to feel a pinch from it. You know, yeah. you're gonna. I don't know that you're gonna go into uh, OSHA's gonna come into your 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 daily floor installer and find them quite that much, but I guarantee you they're gonna feel it. Yeah, right. well, it, it's um one of those one of those things. So the one in, in Virginia, I was talking to a guy in, in um, Maryland who was familiar with that. And he was like, yeah, Corey, but it wasn't all, uh, it wasn't all silica. And I was like, aha. So they, then he said, and OSHA visited them three times. So, yeah. Yeah. If you get visited yeah. once and you don't comply. Yeah. If you, get you. Warned, if you will get warned once and don't think. You just dodged a bullet, and yeah. you keep doing what you're doing. It's kind of on you, yeah. Okay, oh, not yeah. kind of on you. Because yeah, they they got hit seven grand the first time they they came out, and then the second time was their warning, their second warning. The third time it was seventy five hundred per employee on the job. Oof. And yeah. then they went into you didn't have this. This is not. Your paperwork is compliant. This isn't, and then they just nailed it. Been, 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 and I went, that's oh, well, that's not cool. And, <laughs> and that's almost a competitor. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, what was it, Corey? I remember, I'm trying to think back. The reason they extended it was because there was a tool or a piece of equipment or something that wasn't available. They couldn't make them fast enough. Do you remember what that was? I, Faintly, I, I was under the impression that um, the some of the filters that so in June it has to September, be was it the agitator part of the filter that they were it was a part of the filter that they couldn't but filters that they couldn't have in the states and they didn't have them prepared for the uh, upload of of purchasing that was about to happen right the and, demand and also they allowed the so they allowed a year for everyone to become compliant and then guys still weren't compliant and they still hadn't written. They still was. So, and let me backtrack. So in 94, 95 is when the silica was really coming into play for the um, masonry company. So those guys don't tuck pointing all that good stuff because they were the ones who were cutting into cementious product inside of homes and clouds of dust were going everywhere outside. Yeah, they still weren't protected. And they were like, well, it's outside. It really doesn't matter. But you're still inhaling this, this mess. <laughs> so it, it, it started from there, and then they expanded it out, out, out. So in 17, so in 16, it was into the floor. And what we were doing and grinding and concrete milling and all this stuff. So then they had to go into, oh, shit, shoot. <laughs> As you see what happened, I saved myself. Um, <laughs> Paul's just shaking his head. Ah. Mark the time for editing. <laughs> one of the F's. Um, but, there you yeah. go. <laughs> it was a little late. Sorry, a little late. <laughs> so, so what? What they were going to do was well, we also do drilling, and that wasn't implemented yet. So it was that with filtration, but it kind of pushed it back. So they gave us a year to become compliant. And then guys were still like, well, you know, this is that. And still arguing back and forth as to the level of complicit compliance should they be at. And it got pushed out to September. Well, the guys were getting hit or being visited in September 
and they still didn't start really finding people until until late. I thought. Sorry. What? The that, that, was my, that was my you are an idiot for the people that were still not compliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let me give you all, all, all these chances. Yeah. And then the guys were like, well, and then what was funny was that OSHA was going out and visiting guys and, you know, ready to find people. And they really didn't start implementing those fines until I said late October, mid November of 17. Mm-hmm. Well, and to this day, I mean, we talk about it a lot, but worker safety. And it doesn't help us, and I, I don't quite grasp it either uh, from the aspect of silica. You know, we, we don't exactly take uh, uh, lifeguards on a sandy beach where it's windy and it's up in the air and tell them that they've got to wear their their protective gear. So there's some understa- misunderstanding, and I'm guilty of that myself as far as understanding what the difference is between, uh, by saying it's silica, what is it that uh, is about silica that's different in concrete and masonry versus sand on a beach? You know, and, and I don't know the answer to that, I'm, but there are studies, and I'm not trying to um, minimize it by any means. But, boy, they they could use some more clarity on what parts of what components are the problem and, and help under people understand why, hey, listen, we're not just talking about sand on a beach. We're talking about fine particulate, cut, airborne, whatever. Yes. Yeah, it has to do with the particle size is, is what part of the difference is between the beach and when you're grinding because when you get to that small, finite particle size, it gets in your lungs, but it can't get out. The larger pieces like what's in, your, what's in sand at the beach, it can get back out. The finer pieces attaches to the liner in your lungs, and right. that has a lot to do with it. So it's not that it's different; it's just that it's smaller. Not that, that's how it's been explained to me. That's how okay. it's explained to me. It's that it, and then the crystallization of it causes that inside the lungs. And then well, they stick you to have, each other and go and gets bigger yeah. and bigger, and then you it have does to get stay. You. It stays airborne for a long time. Those very fine particulates, kind of like smoke, it stays airborne mm-hmm. uh, yeah. for for a long time. But um, there's no, there's always going to be, you know. There, there's people that don't think smoking will kill you, but um, <laughs> it hasn't been proven. <laughs> I haven't uh, seen empirical data that shows no. that. You know, and they always guy says the guy who puts guy. that little vapor thing in his mouth. <laughs> I like the guy that says, um, "I didn't, I didn't get canceled until I stopped smoking." It's like what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's what they, they always point at that one guy that's 95 years old, yeah. smoked a pack a day his whole life. Like, no, smoking's yeah. not bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> that might be the exception. Um, okay. I'll have that a player. Let me, find, let me find 100 people that would die at 60 because of the lung cancer. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But, yeah, that's, but, uh, you know, we've, Wolf, and, and Wolf Tools, I mean, we've, we've tried to, the the, um, the innovation of the of the company is um, it's it's pretty sweet considering that Hans Wolf is the guy who invented and patented the the walk behind self propelled stripping machine. Um, it, it's the company is they are doing things that are even then that were safety, you know, to actually save the the body of an installer. And we've got our grinding machines are all set. Like we've got a nine-inch grinder that get that gets those guys off their hands and knees. And and I'm trying to tell guys about it left and right. It gets your guys off the knees. And you only now need an 80 CFM back. Right. <laughs> well, and, I mean, we we're talking about the health of their lungs, but the health of their back and their knees and their body that's <laughs> that's even more pertinent to installers right so, well if you're talking about drawing people into the industry you're talking about drawing people into the industry that is a big part of it yep. you know it's a big part of technology is a big part of of drawing people into the industry uh, and <laughs> our industry isn't the sexy industry we don't have the industry that's got 
you know, um, um, TV shows installed in floors, right, Paul? Hint, hint, idea, idea. We don't have, <laughs> we don't have the, you know, the, the guys who are building cars and they've got the girls and everything around and everything looks cool. We don't I don't have- know about you, but the glue guys have that, Corey. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> Once I get them, they're stuck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, it looks like I'm going to go to one of the other companies that that, that produce glue. That's where I'm going. (laughs) I'm going to tell my wife. Um, (laughs) That's that's why Sony only markets in Hollywood. That's it. But, uh, I mean, the safety of the, the employee himself is just as you know it's so important uh we've we've got those kind of machines that will get those guys off their hands and knees and get them up in the air they're not you know within 18 inches from dust coming up in their face yeah. you know those type no, of I... machines and, and there, there are other companies that, that, that have these these type of machines and, I'm, and you know working from my past i, I know all of them you know i've visited tons of them and and i respectively um I can actually guide someone if they're looking for a certain machine and I can say, hey, I've got this. But if you're looking for something in that size and that, then go with this one because it's going to be better. It's going to fit your job. You can have probably electricity running in there. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a wolf homer for, for sure. But bottom line is I want guys to have what's going to work on their job site with them. And right. it makes sense for them to have. And, you know, and you say that that that's. If you look at the organizations that we have in flooring, and I'm not going to mention anyone because I'm not calling anybody out, any organization, but the manufacturers who attend feel the same way as you, right? We really, sure, we want to sell our stuff. That's how we all make money. But we really want to make the industry better. And if it's not my stuff and it's somebody else's, but that's better, so be it. And that's the way you really have to look at it. And I, I, you know, I, and I appreciate you, your candor and saying that because that's really, that's really what it is. I mean, that's why we're here and that's why I see you all over the place. Yeah. That's what it boils down to is, and then I can, I can honestly respect that person for not selling me a tool, but selling me an idea or a solution. Sell me a, a solution. Sell me something that I can get the whole job done. And it may not be a wolf tool. It may be brand X, brand Y. But I'm right. going to let let you know my machine can't do that, yeah. and I would rather you but, not waste money here. These yeah, are, and, these and, and, are and I can relate to, yeah, and and sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I said, but I can relate to that because, you know, my installation career was only six and a half years, almost seven. I had seven back surgeries since then. I mean, that's one per year of installing. Mm-hmm. It's it's not easy, and I know exactly you know when it happened. I was carrying a roll of carpet up some stairs. And the other guy on the other end, he slipped and it fell on me. But I mean, it, there's there's things that can happen. I mean, it's, yeah. it's you just got to be careful. So anything you can do to make the installer's life not only safer for him but easier for him or her, excuse me, um, that's what we want to try to do. Well, I've I've got a um, we've we've got this little tool. It's called a um, it's called a strip cutter. Okay, it looks like a T, and it's one of our safety tools. I call them our safety tools because it, it kind of takes the it takes several things out of out of you know out of the guy's hands so that they won't injure themselves. <laughs> when I when I explain it to people, I, I say I've got my my two sons that, that we talked about. You know, they're phenomenal kids. Uh, I call them my idiots because they're my sons and. At a point in life, they were my idiots, and and uh, and, and that's what it was. <laughs> However, I would give these guys this strip cutter, and I would set it to a certain width to cut out borders when I was installing, and they can just take the material through it and just rip right through it, and it was like butter. I mean, these. So I went to one of the training centers, and I was explaining this to one of the apprentices. It was a maybe a second year guy. And he goes, No, nah, I can do it faster with my straight edge and my knife. And I said, Really? He goes, Yeah. I said, So let's do 18 cuts at six inches through a six foot six roll of seat goods. He was like, All right. 
So every time he had to get out his ruler, you know, just measure six inches, six inches, six inches, line, 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 make a line, <laughs> then cut. I was done cutting 15 strips and he was on number eight. Wow. So I said, let's just go ahead and give you eight. So, <laughs> 15 done. And Seven and a half then. Seven and a half at best. So I said, now you've got all yours cut. I got mine cut. I said, now let's put these things butt to butt in, in the end. Let's see who's as accurate. Mines were on all the way through. His grew 30 seconds of an inch. And the kids turned to me and said, that's just the 30 second of an inch. And I went, that's not how we think in flooring. Yeah, really? 32 <laughs> foot room. Right. <laughs> One inch. How often do you, how often do you run short on material? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I said, but dude, look, that's just the 32nd and you was halfway. Finished cutting and you're 16. This thing just keeps growing. <laughs> wow. I was like, dude. What? Yeah, and you know, and, and I say it a lot to folks is it's it's not really about being fast. It's about being efficient. If you efficient. can be more efficient, you can be the faster you're gonna be. So I, I showed him that and I said, dude, do you I said, So what what were you doing? He said, Well, I took my I cut my my first piece and then I cut I drew my line off of my first piece. And I said, You know, every time you drew that line, that material grew. Yeah. I said it grew or it shrunk, depending yeah. on where you cut it at. Mm -hmm. The line you cut it. So thickness of whatever the writing utensil he was using that's what it was yeah that, that you're not accurate every time i said in our job our our profession said and it's and sonny and paul this becomes like drop dead passionate to me our job our profession is always um being sought out as or being taught as being the last or the unimportant or it's been sold as the cheapest it has no value on it and this is why, and I told him, I said, this is why, because 95% of us, 95, 96% of us take pride in what we do and take pride in what you guys do. And I take pride in what you all do. I say I work in the flooring industry and I say it with pride. I said, because you guys are artists. And when you don't think of yourself being a professional artist, it takes away everything that you guys are trying to accomplish. That we, yep. All Whether that, you're a it, craftsman or a layer. It, yeah, yep. it drops you, it drops the value on what, what you're doing. And I'm not going to call out any box stores, but some box stores say 0% or 0 for Free installation. Uh, for installation. Yeah. Like, ah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, when, and then when, when, when we don't take the time to make sure that we're not a 32nd of an inch off, it is free installation because you're going to have to come back and fix something later. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so it. it's, it's gonna you anyway. So, or, or you've given the manufacturer an excuse to deny a claim, which I mean yes. that does happen. And or they might just, they might just throw throw in and and reinstall it. And they might only pay for material. Oh yeah, we got a material problem, but look at that installation. We're not paying you to reinstall it. You were gonna yeah. do that anyway. So I get a little goofy with my tools, but I get more passionate with my industry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that's that's something we hold in common with with the guests we try to have on here. I think it's it's one of the things that binds us together is that we're trying to do things to help people be better at what they do to to help the image of the industry. You yeah. know, that's and it. it. Yeah, that's going to take some work, but I tell the yeah. guys, you know, I've got I've got tools that Wolf has tools that before I came to work with them that I worked with. I said, and they've got tools that made me look like I was a freaking pro. <laughs> <laughs> I was done. I'm like, man, I'm not Wow, good. they must be good. My wife, my wife, go ahead. Just blow me out of the water. <laughs> my wife knows every time I take on a new product, it's probably going to cost me more money and new tools than it will in materials to actually get it done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just because I know me and I know. I better have the right tool for the job because it, it'll look like I didn't if I don't. When I was well, out here in some of these little fill, fill in jobs and uh, my wife's like, so what are you doing? I said, well, I got to do some work on, I, I was in the office a lot and I was traveling at events and doing this, but I was getting so far away from the installation part of flooring that I was becoming um, to myself. I was becoming somewhat 
irrelevant or someone who can't speak upon what's out there and who's doing what. And I felt like I was steadily getting away from what I really liked. Mm-hmm. So I was, I would get back involved, do some weekend jobs just to keep myself <laughs> kind of relevant. <laughs> oh, yeah. Life, yep. <laughs> and she, yeah. um, when, when it first came about with me working with some of these guys with doing some, um, she, she welding some, some, some heat welding with, with, with the guys. She goes, well, how, how much are these tools going to cost us? So, well, you know, it's going to cost you hate us. when wives ask those kind of questions. <laughs> uh, uh, you'll, you'll be happier if you don't ask. I, she asked, like, well, it's going to cost us a few thousand dollars. She goes, well, what's a few, two or three? I said, that's five or six. <laughs> Dickerson, that is not a few thousand dollars. <laughs> but, but honey, uh, one job and they'll be paid for it. Yeah. She's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, let me show you the plan here. And right. she was just like, oh, my goodness. And I said, I've got five of these jobs. <laughs> I got five. <laughs> yeah. Too. And she's like, well, um, here, just go ahead and use my credit card to pay for it all. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and use my credit card so I can get the points on my, on my credit yeah, card. Yeah, on my end, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, we're hitting uh, we're hitting our hour here. I want to thank you, Corey, for joining us. Uh, like I said, we've wanted to have you on, had you on the list from the Definitely. time we started this thing, and it's been an enjoyable conversation. Where can everybody reach you? Uh, <laughs> do, do you want people reaching you? Hey, you know what? <laughs> they can always reach out to me. Uh, my email is Corey.Dickerson, D-I-C-K-E-R-S-O-N, at Utsin, that's U, Z is in zebra, I N dash U, T is in time, Z is in zebra.com. Utsin Uts. Utsin Uts. And if they, if, if they want to call me, feel free. I want to answer. It's 314. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 314 <laughs> I'm always available. So. And if it makes you feel better, leave a message. He won't check it, but you can leave a message. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and if, and if someone I, like I mentioned to you guys, I've got this little uh, PowerPoint on, on some of the tools, if they want to just check it out, they can always e- email me. I can send them an, an email. I mean, it's not that hard of a PowerPoint. It's just, I took out all of those things that pertain to flooring and that, in that long OSHA mm. document, and I made them into probably three or four pages. And then the rest of the pages are just different tools. And hey, send that to me. I'd be interested RP, in seeing that, Corey. RRPs and, and, and PPPs that the guys can actually use on, on jobs. It's really yeah. easy. It's yeah, send the link. We can link to it on the website. Yeah. I'll, I'll send it to you guys. You guys can do whatever the heck yeah. you want to. Thank okay. you, man. Appreciate it. Sonny, where can people get a hold of you? Hey, everybody knows how to get in touch with me. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend my time with a personal note to Mr. Corey Dickerson. So... Um, everybody knows, or most people know about, um, uh, my daughter's accident, but this man right here was constantly asking about her, constantly checking on her and, and it did not go unnoticed, man. I love you, brother. I appreciate you you always asking about her. It just makes my day. It makes my day. And she's a phenomenal girl. She's, she's, she's got some, um, she got some admirers over here in the Dickerson family. My, my daughter loves it. Good. I, I appreciate it. I love that story, and, and uh, I just want to make sure I got it out there to let everybody know. No problem, brother. Let's all love here. I don't, I don't like Paul, but I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't think, that, don't think that makes you special. Uh, she'll, uh, she'll be running NAFCT one day. She'll be Paul's boss here pretty soon. Oh, so. God, so, sooner the better. <laughs> Much love to, to Paul. Paul and I spent some time in um, – Minneapolis last year, last well this year in February, and um, we 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 gained a true. Um, I I would like to say we gained a true respect of each other. That that I look I look forward to uh, talking to him. Um, we you the three of us talked we, before we we went on the air here. Um, there's there's some things that we don't agree that we don't agree with, but there are things that are more important that we do agree upon. And those things are respect, honor, um, 
the truth, honesty with each other, and just some general love. And that's that's where it always really resides with me. Yeah, man. I'm getting a little choked up here. Amen. Uh, <laughs> I, I agree, and to some extent, that's what this this whole show is kind of about. We're it's it's amazing to us. We call people up. Hey, you want to spend an hour with us on a on a podcast? And everybody to this point's been yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Let's get on there and talk. It's and everybody we've had on have been not just people we work with, but friends. Yeah, and that that's something that's grown out of this industry. That's unexpected. I mean, you know, always think you're going to meet people, but there's some damn good people in the flooring okay. industry. Yes, there. Yep. Want to call with you, and I appreciate you guys. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thanks for, for joining coming, us, buddy. You can Appreciate get a hold it. of us. You can get a hold of us at Paul at FloorYouPodcast.com. You can email me for if you're interested in getting any inspections done. Paul at Floor Claim Solutions. F L O O R C L A I M S O L U T I O N S. Go to the website FloorYouPodcast.com. FloorYouPodcast.com on Facebook and Twitter and blah blah blah. Oh, and if you're yeah, sign, sign up for that heat well class, it's gonna fill up. And just because we're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button right there. Make sure you hit the subscribe button subscribe. right there. <laughs> no, right. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Thank you all, all right. for joining us. Thank you very much. And we will see you next week. I think we're going to have uh, uh, Annette Knapp on. All right. Very oh, nice. Be interesting. Thank you, Thanks. guys. Thank you.